I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. And on tonight's show, we are knee-deep in Raging Cajun football. And the UL Raging Cajuns are the Sunbelt champs, defending Sunbelt champs, picked to win the West for a fourth straight year. But that won't be an easy task, as the Cajuns will have a new signal caller for the first time in nearly four seasons. Also on tonight's show, what are the expectations for UL and how that is affecting Coach Dez's approach to the season? Oh, yeah, that's all right. I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. And on tonight's show, we are knee-deep in raging Cajun football. UL, the defending Sunbelt champs, picked to win the West for a fourth straight season. But that won't be an easy task as the Cajuns will have a new signal caller for the first time in nearly four seasons. Also on tonight's show, what are the expectations for UL and how is that affecting Coach Desimo's approach to the season? Plus an interview with Dr. Brian Maggard, who is added to his time at Lafayette. But first, the biggest offseason question mark for a media perspective, that is, from a media perspective, is who will be this new signal caller for the Cajuns in 2022? There are two front runners, Chandler Fields and Ben Woolridge. Both got back up playing time last year behind Levi Lewis, but now it's time for one of them to step up and become the leader and starter. Now, I had a chance to ask Coach Michael Desimo what excites him about this two-man competition, and it might be more. The most exciting thing is that Truthfully, I didn't think it would be a competition this long. You know, you, you just certainly, you expect one guy in the spring to just take off and run with it, and it didn't happen that way. And I mean that in all the best ways. Um, they've both elevated their game. Um, it, it, whether Chandler, whether it was just Chandler or just Ben here, we would feel great about where we're at. So to have two guys competing, um, you know, for the quarterback position, we all know what it is, right? The quarterback gets way more credit when you when you win and, and way too much blame when you lose. I mean, that's just the nature of the position. But you got two guys that our staff, our team feel, you know, 100% confidence in. So, you know, whoever wins it, you know, it's not going to be a guy that can just manage the game and just not lose it. It's going to be a guy that we feel like can go out there and go win it for us. I think every day um, kind of building relationships with everybody on the team because um, ultimately that's what it's going to come down to is it? who on the team can uh, put their trust in the quarterback and, and have the quarterback trust the team and, and things like that. Um, I think every day you come to work with a mentality that getting better, getting 1% better, getting focusing on every little detail to um, ultimately combine and, and, and add up to becoming the quarterback of this team. Um, but I think the biggest thing is having relationships with every single guy on this team because you want them to believe in you and trust in you. Throughout my three years here, we've all been competing for a spot, whether it was second string or 
Levi's backup, you know. So I think we're primed for this, and I think we're ready. I think just being myself and just being the person I am just helps us. And uh, I think just bringing excitement back in the pass game and just the run game. It should be exciting, and the season we look forward to it. Uh, we have much more now coming up on Cajun football here on Inside Cajun Nation. Up next, we hear from the team as well as Coach Dez on managing expectations coming into this new season. Do not go anywhere. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to the show. George here, Karaski there. You are right there, and we thank you for that. We are less than 30 days away from the kickoff of the college football season. And as Louisiana gets ready to take the field again to open the season, they do so after an amazing 2021 and entering 2022, riding a win streak that's currently longest in the nation. When Louisiana takes the field, they will do so on a 13-game win streak and as defending Sunbelt Conference champions. Offensive lineman A.J. Gilly and wide receiver Peter LeBlanc say that the team cannot rest on those laurels. Everybody on our schedule is going to come in thinking that they're going to beat us, so we have to come in you know, and approach every game like it's the championship game. Last year was, I mean, it's in the past now. We have a brand new season ahead of us, and uh, we haven't proven anything yet this year. This year, the Cajuns are picked to win the Sun Belt's West Division again. Linemen Carlos Rubio and David Hudson say that in the end, where they are picked is irrelevant in relation to what this team wants to accomplish. We always say this thing saying ignore the noise, you know, we keep ourselves out of the, the noise of the media, good or bad. If they're saying we're going to win 50 games next year, you know, ignore the noise. You know, they say we're going to lose all the games, ignore the noise, just, just close your eyes and work. Uh, yeah, we just got to stay hungry. Uh, we can't let all the noise, outside noise. We're talking about, yeah, we're coming off a championship win, ball game, bowl game win, 13-1, all this. We can't get uh, satisfied with that. We got to stay hungry, and then we got to keep pushing each other. And, All right. And also, George, head coach Michael Desermold talked about those expectations coming into the new season as well. He sure did. He said it's important. The players realize holding up this standard is now the standard. Well, we've been in this position, you know, the last few years. Our kids understand, you know, the expectations that we have. And I think for us, you know, we feel like we've got a lot to prove um, from top to bottom, from myself all the way down through the staff, the players, everybody. Um, we know that there's a lot left out there for us. Um, you know, our players, you know, they're always highly motivated. Some of this offseason stuff has certainly helped that. So I don't think staying focused will be the issue. Um, again, I think it's about us taking care of our business day in and day out. All right, coming off one of the most successful years in Louisiana athletics history, UL Athletics Director Dr. Brian Maggard has received a one-year contract extension, extension, originally hired to lead the Cajuns on February 1st of 2017. Maggard's contract will now run through June 20 of 27. 27. During his time here in Lafayette, the Cajuns saw the Raging Cajuns win a Sunbelt Conference title in football, softball, and baseball making Louisiana the only program in the country to win all three and a bowl game in 2021-2022. He also oversaw the most successful year of fundraising in 2021-2022 after the department raised more than $30 million. And speaking of Dr. Maggard, we're going to hear from him next. That's right. I speak with the director of athletics about the upcoming athletic year 
and much more. Our interview was before he got that extension, but uh, we're going to talk to him anyway. Cajun Nation rolls on. Don't go away. Welcome into Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for sticking with us. George Faust, Dr. Brian Magger joins us here on Inside Cajun Nation as he periodically does throughout the year. And uh, well, we're, we're at, a, at a point of the season now where kind of things have ended and now we're kind of looking forward to the next season. The excitement level for you guys as kind of the fall sports start to uh, take shape here. Well, there's no doubt, George, that the fall is going to be here before we know it. And uh... You know, although July might seem like a quiet time of the year, it's really not, you know, for us. We're uh, between our student athletes working out and uh, our staff getting ready for the upcoming fall sports season. It's plenty busy. Yeah, and, and talk about the student athletes and, and they, are, they are constantly having to kind of tune their bodies, make sure they're in shape. And, uh, and it's a new era in sports because of the NIL situation. And you guys have done something uh, to kind of enhance their experience. Can you talk about what you guys have, uh, have put together for that? We have. So we uh, partnered with a local marketing agency, Brand Russo, and we've developed a uh, NIL program for our student-athletes called ULTRA, capital U, capital L, T-R-A. And in essence, it is a, uh, a program that's going to prepare our student-athletes to not only obtain NIL opportunities, but to to get them polished, so to speak, so they're ready to go out and sign opportunities that may come their way. Very good program. We're excited about it. We think it's one of the first of its kind within the Group of Five level. Is it? And so having something like that, it has to be attractive to recruits, right? I mean, that's the idea, right? Because in this day and age, if you're one of the Power Fives, I'm sure it's easy to go, hey, can y'all donate some money? We need to put get Arch Manning to Texas, you know, whatever it is. Uh, this this can kind of uh, balance that out. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that NIL is both for the current student athletes, but there's no doubt it's for the future student athletes. So this is a resource and tool that our coaches can use during the recruiting process. But as importantly, it's going to help our current student athletes identify, prepare for, and obtain NIL opportunities. Excellent. Uh, I wish they had that when I was there. Not that, not that I, it, it, would have, it would have made any difference for me. Uh, but let, let's talk a little bit about the sports this year. Uh, very successful season for Raging Cajun Athletics. I mean, when you look at uh, the baseball team, uh, the way they finished the year, unbelievable. And then when you also take a look at softball, they're perennially one of the best uh, softball programs and football winning the Sunbelt Championship. Uh, it, what what highlight sticks out in your mind with regards to the great season? That well, I think the ultimate highlight is that, you know, arguably this may be the most successful sports season we've had, mm. certainly in the modern era sure. of, of UL athletics. You know, we had four conference championships, one in the sport of football, two in the sport of softball, and one in the sport of baseball. And then you top that with a bowl championship. That's five trophies that we've yeah. got to bring home this year. So certainly very proud of all of that. And then many of our other sports, you know, had successful years, although uh, they did not bring home championship trophies. When you look at men's basketball, as an example, yeah. uh, Coach Marlin and his team competed for the Sun Belt Championship in the final game of the Sun Belt Tournament. Coach Broadhead had another very good year, came up short in the regular season and the tournament, but still a very good year to build upon. And then our other sport programs, uh, men's tennis, as an example, mm -hmm. finished number 19 in the ITA mid-major rankings and number 61 overall in the country. So lots of successes, very proud of our coaches, our student athletes, and certainly it's something we need to continue to build on. 
And when we look at football, obviously it's the big draw and it's it's something that everybody keeps their eye on. And Michael Desormo, uh, Desormo is uh, is our is our head coach now. Billy Napier did a phenomenal job, moved on to Florida. Uh, what what do you like about Coach Des? And his, I, I, I had a chance to ask you that when you, after we hired him, right? But uh, but there's some there's some traits in this guy that that people people are going to like, and, and he's going to do a great job of leading this program. Well, I think besides being a true son of the University of Louisiana, you know, Mike's disposition, his demeanor, his personality is such a fantastic fit for Lafayette, Louisiana, and, and Southern Louisiana as a whole. You know, the, the man bleeds vermilion and white. There's no doubt about it. There wasn't a candidate out there who wanted this job worse than Mike Desimo did. And so, you know, but we understand it takes more than want. And, uh, you know, but what Mike, you know, sold to me and to us was not only his passion for UL, but really his knowledge of the entire football program process from recruiting to staff hiring to uh, coaching. You know, he's just he's the total package. And so I'm very excited for this opportunity for him in particular. And, uh, you know, we know we've got some newness in that program, right? We're going to have a brand new quarterback for the first time in a number of years. And we've got some new coaches on board and we'll have some new starters and things like that. But with all that said, I'm very excited about this upcoming season and just uh, really can't wait to see how things pan out. I have a question about uh, the schedule and how that all shakes out for the upcoming season. And we'll do that in just a bit. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be back here on Inside Cajun Nation with Dr. Brian Maggard as we talk more about Raging Cajun Athletics right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for sticking and staying. George Faust here, Dr. Brian Maggard, uh, University of Louisiana Athletics Director, uh, is joining us here in studio. And, and before we left, I was talking about uh, the schedule. We were talking about football. And, and when you look at the schedule of, for the Raging Cajuns this season, uh, you have Florida State kind of down in the, what, mm-hmm. eight, week eight, yeah. maybe, yeah. something like that? November. Yeah, in November. Uh, and it's a, you travel to Tallahassee. That'd be great if they came here, but uh, you travel to Tallahassee and uh, and check that. And look, that's a that's a that's a winnable game in my eyes with regards to the way the Cajuns play football and the way Florida State's been playing football over the recent past. Uh, why that game so late in, in the year? You know that timing, George, was really dictated by Florida State and when they were they had an open weekend, you know, for us. And that's the discussion I'd got into uh, really when I first got here. Uh, just calling around trying to get the schedule filled out and you know Florida State was available uh, very you know uh, grateful that they were willing to take us on and, and get us on the schedule but that timing was totally dictated by them yeah and, and it's an interesting job you have because you're in charge of that right you're the guy that, that kind of has to reach out to schools and say hey we have an open date on XYZ are you guys available uh, yeah we like this matchup but did you did that Florida is that something you had been eyeing a, a, to play a team like that I know you always try and play mm-hmm. a couple of the power fives and, sure. and obviously the Iowa State thing worked out really good uh, for, for the Cajuns uh, uh, you, but you, I actually like the idea of playing them a little later as I was telling you I mean it, it seems like that's an opportunity uh, for your team to be at full power 
at that point in the season. I think if Mississippi State a few years back, if that game was a little later, I think the Cajuns dominate that contest. I don't even yeah. think it's close, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's, it's possible. I think it's just going to be dependent upon the two teams, to be honest with you. I think you could look at it either way, philosophically. You know, you, you could take the stance that, hey, we'll be playing at our peak, you know, later in the season, therefore you have a better opportunity to win the game. But the same could be said for the opposition, right? So yeah. you just don't know. You know, Florida State's a program that has been down, uh, you know, in recent years compared to their historical success. But uh, Coach Mike Norvell is a very good football coach. He, uh, you know, got Memphis rolling yeah. as a top 25 program. There's no doubt in my mind they will be ready for the Cajuns. And I don't think, you know, at this point, anybody looks past us anymore. Right, yeah, definitely you're on people's radars, right. no doubt uh, about that. Uh, when, you, when you look at uh, kind of what you guys have been able to do as an athletics department, uh, you look at some of the new coaches that are coming in. I, I, I'm looking at, uh, uh, you know, basketball. They've added some coaches, things right. of that nature. Can you talk about uh, just welcoming in new coaches and, and is it easy to lure people here now? You know, I think it is much easier for our head coaches to, to hire quality assistants today than it might have been a decade ago, sure. right? And certainly, I think the Raging Cajuns brand is one that's strong nationally. Uh, it uh, is a program that I think is seen as a great opportunity provider to coaches. And so, I don't think our coaches struggle too hard with hiring coaches. You know, what we do want to do is make sure we're doing everything we can to retain mm -hmm. as many coaches as possible, particularly in that head coach position. We understand that uh, the assistant coaches are going to be a transient group, um, but at the same time, we know that Lafayette, Louisiana is a great community and it brings a great quality of life. So we use that. We try to use, you know, um, marketable compensation and really good athletic success to keep people here as long as we can. But it is a transient group on that assistant side. But to your initial question, I think our head coaches are pretty well positioned to go out and recruit quality talent in those coaching spots. Yeah, it, it, and it shows. I mean, it, when you're when you're looking at some of the uh, the, the the quality assistance right. that we've been able to uh, get here in Lafayette. Now, w another part of your job, in, in addition to you know football and scheduling and all that other stuff, all that kind of on the field stuff that a lot of people see, is to generate financing for this university, for this athletic program. Uh, and you guys created that RCAF. It's been around for a little bit now. Uh, how do people get involved with that? And is, there, uh, is that progressing as nicely as you would hope? You know, it's, we, we can never produce enough revenue. And to your <laughs> sure. point, it's, it's a critical aspect of what we try to do between selling tickets and RCAF membership, right? The, the Raging Cajuns Athletic Foundation was something that was started several years ago here. It's been very successful, but we need to continue to grow that. We need to grow our annual fund membership, and we need to grow our uh, overall revenues immensely for us to stay competitive You know, in this new environment. Um, people can go to rcf.org, just real easy. Uh, it takes us to a website. I think we have designed that today, George, to where people with a couple clicks can go on mm -hmm. and uh, make a, a donation and become a member. But we tell people for as little as $50 a year, right? That's $4.17 on your recurring credit card uh, charge <laughs> yeah. that you can become an RCF annual fund member and support the Raging Cajuns. Because we know that a, a successful athletics department uh, will help elevate the profile of the entire university, not just athletics. And when this university is pumping on all cylinders, not only does Lafayette 
succeed, but all of Acadiana. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's a it's not that hard to do, and you can you can make it happen. Right. Um, so go to their website and check that out, RagingCajuns.com. Uh, I just went on there just a second ago to 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 prepare for this, so uh, I was checking it out. Um, talk about facilities and what's uh, we last time we had talked uh, we had talked a little bit about uh, you know the improvements that are coming mm -hmm. and uh, how are how are things going with that I know there there's different you know benchmarks mm -hmm. you like to hit uh, how, how are that how are those coming along with different facilities right. across well we have a handful of uh, facility projects and enhancements that that's on our radar and on our to-do list if mm -hmm. you will mm -hmm. uh, obviously the, the big one is Cajun field right we've raised a tremendous amount of money for that uh, we continue to hone in and try to finalize the financing plan for that very soon uh, we will be starting the design phase of that and then at some point here we'll bring a construction manager on board once we fully identify who the architect uh, for design will be and um, I'm hoping you know that we can get the financing then worked out and finalized T's crossed I's dotted yeah, right, right. and we'll then have a plan we'll have a plan as to when a demolition can occur and construction can begin so as we sit here today we don't have that 100% finalized sure. uh, internally we have some some ideas uh, when that could occur, but we're just not quite ready to promote that yet. The first thing is identify that architect, right? Secure the financing, bring a construction manager on board, let those two entities, design and construction management, work together with our internal team, and we'll then formulate the plan moving forward gotcha. for Cajun Field. We're also uh, in the process of renovating E.K. Long for our volleyball program. So when people come to volleyball this fall, they're going to see a renovated gymnasium and a player development area for our volleyball program. Under Coach Gray, this will be her second year. She's done a tremendous job in helping us fundraise and generate excitement with that program. And what you're going to see is a, a renovation project that's worth almost three quarters of a million dollars that we're pumping into that program. Very nice. It's going to be very nice in that space. We are currently working on some uh, some conceptual designs to renovate our tennis courts um, uh, at, at Cajun Field, uh, the Colada Tennis Complex, and then uh, we continued to find ways to improve and get closer to identifying a plan for a baseball clubhouse and a player development area. Yeah, I was, I was those, asking. Yeah, about those that. those projects right there alone are really what are our priority moving sure. forward. And then certainly something else that's on the radar that we're in the process of working on is, as we enhanced uh, Earl K. Long for volleyball, we have transitioned our women's basketball offices out of there, and uh, we are working to renovate some space for them in the Cajun Dome. So along with the men's basketball staff, the women's staff will be over there. Mm -hmm. That'll probably happen sometime in the spring. Okay. So we've got a lot of moving parts going right, on, yeah. but you know, listen, in our, in our <laughs> business, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, and absolutely. so we got to continue to grow. We have some room for improvement, and we're very excited about all these projects. And, and finally, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this question, and, and it's not an easy question, or maybe it is, uh, just talking about the conference and the way uh, the conference is set up. They're adding four new members, uh, Sunbelt Media Days. Uh, they're going to have those, those schools are going to be taking part in that. This conference seems to be in a pretty good spot, though. If, if I'm looking at the Sunbelt and I'm, a, I'm an athlete or, and I'm, I'm a person that wants to invest in something i mean look this is this conference is is kind of got their act together with regards to hey 
you know, everybody's moving and shaking and, and look, we're doing the same thing. We're making our conference stronger. I think what you're seeing, we added four new members that are going to do just that. They're going to elevate the strength of our program mm -hmm. or our, our conference overall amongst a, a number of different sports, not just the sport of football or not just the sport of baseball as an example. Uh, but, but as important, we added four regionally sensible right. teams. And, right. and, and departments and universities, right? So it, it was, uh, uh, it's efficient from a cost standpoint. It's extremely elevational from a competitive standpoint. I think our fan bases are going to really enjoy uh, the addition of these four new universities. But to your point, uh, you know, whether it's locally or nationally, I think the Sun Belt is really being recognized today with the addition of these four new uh, institutions to be one of, if not the premier group of five program in America. Conference, conference in America. Absolutely, I, I I see that happening, and it, it's because I've been here a long time, <laughs> twenty plus years, so, right. and, and so watching this conference kind of blossom, and uh, it is happening. So uh, it's very cool to be uh, be in that. Uh, dynamic as, right. as you watch it happen. Uh, Dr. Brian Magger, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Always a, always a pleasure. Appreciate uh, you spending some time with us here tonight on Inside Cajun Nation, and uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great week, everybody.